Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Talbot, and thank you so much for joining us for this series on Women of the Bible. This week, we're particularly focusing on women that were struggling. We know their names. They're not nameless like the ones we did last week, but we know their struggles. And women go through all kinds of struggles. And and this particular woman that we're going to see today, her struggle was that she was doomed. Her future looked dark. And on top of that, she had a past. Maybe you heard the story of a prostitute who was invited to church, and she asked a very interesting question. Why would I go to church? I already feel very bad about myself. Why would I go there? Unfortunately, that shows that church has not always been a safe place for people who have gone through difficult things. Everybody should feel welcome and and happy to be able to meet God. But that's a question many of us have. If you have a past or something has happened to you or are a public sinner of some kind or have had an addiction that people laugh at, you might want to ask, who qualifies? Who does God choose? Can I do something for God once I have understood who He is and how great His love is? Well, I hope we can answer your question today. We're talking about Rahab. Rahab is chosen by God to show and display his salvation for the human race. And Rahab was a prostitute. And sometimes people want to water it down and say, well, maybe she wasn't. But, you know, you, you got to go to the Bible and just believe what the Bible says. And so I invite you to turn with me to the book of Joshua, chapter 2. This is after entering the promised land. Israel is about to conquer many nations, and and they had heard what God had done and how they crossed the Red Sea and how the miracle of the dry land happened. And so all these different nations and peoples that that actually were in this promised land uh, were very fearful. And one of these places was Jericho. Jericho was a city-state, which means that it had its own king and its own army. About 2,000 people lived there. It was about five miles east of Jordan. And this is the first place that they're going to go. Israel is going to go. And so Joshua sends spies to this um, particular city. And we find this character, Rahab the prostitute. So let me read to you Joshua chapter 2, verse 1. Joshua, the son of Nun, sent two men as spies secretly from Sittim, saying, Go, view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came into the house of a harlot, whose name was Rahab, and lodged there. Well, a lot of people try to say, well, maybe this is the wrong translation, harlot or prostitute, but it's not. She was who the Bible says she was, and she happened to have an inn. And we don't know if these were two separate professions, that she had an inn, and that's why the spies ended up there, but she also was known as a, as a harlot. So this definitely was an outsider, not just because she wasn't from the people of Israel, but because of her profession and her public reputation. How would God display His salvation through somebody like that? Could God choose somebody like that? Could God choose somebody like us, like me, who have gone through difficult things in our lives? Um, Can God just 
give us a purpose in our lives? And I think that's a very, very good question. Now, I don't know why the these particular spies decided to go to the Harold's place, but I'm not even going to go there. So he they end up there. So let me let me read to you the rest of the verses. It was told to the king of Jericho, this is Joshua 2, 2, saying, Behold, men from the sons of Israel have come here tonight to search out the land. And the king of Jericho sent word to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house. Verse 4, the woman had taken the two, these two men and hidden them. And she said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were going, where they were from. And it, uh, it came about when it was time to shut the gate at dark that the men went out. Well, she really didn't speak the truth. But somehow she misled the pursuers. And then she made one of the greatest confessions that we have in all of the Old Testament. I love it when people that you are not expecting make a humongous confession about God. You know, like like the Samaritan woman who, who had five husbands that she was living with somebody that was not her husband. And all of a sudden she says, the Messiah is coming. And you're saying, you know about the Messiah? Well, something like that happened to Rahab. And, and sometimes people that you least expect it they have a sometimes a better vision, a more healthy vision of God than people who call themselves religious. She is one of these people. Chapter 2 of Joshua, verse 9, she starts her confession. She has this conviction in verse 9. She said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you this land. This conviction is, is even greater than the conviction that Israel itself has. Remember that 40 years earlier, they, they had to turn back because nobody believed that they could take over the lamb. And this harlot, this prostitute says, I know that the Lord has given you the land. Then she gives a testimony on verse 11. When we heard it, our hearts melted and no courage remained in any man any longer because of you. For the Lord your God, he's God in heaven above and earth beneath. This is one of the, this is the confession that I was talking to you about. Um, the God in heaven and earth, this is one of the few times that somebody confesses. You have to remember that at that time, there were gods for everything. There was the, the moon God and the sun God and the river God and all these other gods. But there was this one God of Israel that was supposed to be superior to all the other gods. And this woman says, we know your God. We know that your God is the God of heaven and earth. And so this confession is just incredible. And then she asks them to give them a her to give uh, them to give her a, a guarantee, an oath that her family would be spared if when they took over the, the city. And this is it, verse 12 and 13. Therefore, please swear to me by the Lord, since I have dealt kindly with you, that you will also deal kindly with me and my father's household and give me a pledge of truth and spare my father and my mother and my brothers and my sisters with all who belong to them and deliver our lives from death. She says, I know who you are. I'm convinced that God will give you this land. I know who God is. He's, he's the God of heaven and earth. And please promise me that, that my family and I will be saved when you take over this place. Well, they give her a promise. And this promise is, is incredible. You know, those people that say that God's arms are not long enough to reach out, out there, they're so wrong. In the Bible, over and over again, we are just surprised by the flamboyant grace of God that reaches everyone, even this prostitute. They actually 
promise her that she will be spared. And it's a very similar situation to the one in, in the Passover. Remember in the Passover, they would put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost and anybody who was inside that house would be spared from death? Well, this is the same thing. They, they tell her a plan and all these people have to be gathered in her house. And instead of the door being with blood, the same symbol is given this time with a scarlet cord. Let me read it to you, verse 17 and 18. The men said to her, We shall be free from this oath to you which you have made us swear, unless when we come into the land you tie this cord of scarlet thread in the window through which you let us down and gather to yourself into the house your father and your mother and your brothers and all your father's household. So it's the same symbol as in the Passover. All of them have to be inside this house and the window will have a, scar a scarlet cord. Of course, you know that she ended up being saved and archaeology has found very interesting things about Jericho and, and how uh, it shows that something happened to those walls back then. But um, in chapter 6, verse 17 and 25, we're told that Rahab and all her family was spared because she put that scarlet cord, which, of course, is a symbol of the blood of Jesus Christ, the same as the Passover uh, blood was. And, you know, it's very interesting that this woman, this prostitute, ended up in the hall of faith that we call it in Hebrews 11, um, where it says that by faith she did that. And, and you sometimes don't expect to find people like this in the Bible. So let, let me read it to you. Is Hebrews 11 is the one chapter that many people are named from the Old Testament as acting out of faith. But she was so, um, I would say, unlikely chosen by God. You don't expect somebody to, somebody to choose her. And yet God sees what we don't see. And God's salvation is much greater than the box that we try to place him into. And chapter 11, verse 31 uh, of Hebrews says, By faith, Rahab the harlot, just in case you forgot who she was, Rahab the harlot did not perish along with those who were disobedient after she had welcomed the spies in peace. Well, outsiders are just one confession away from the God of heaven. It's not like some people put it like an obstacle course that you have to do this and that plus that minus that. No, actually one confession away is all God wants is for you to confess that He's God and that salvation comes from Him only. Well, Rahab didn't just um, get saved that day when Joshua took over. And you can read this fascinating story in Joshua chapter 6. Uh, by the way, I love the fact that Israel was the only nation that had a choir before the army. They they already came celebrating before they would fight. So they had this strange thing that they put their choir always in front of the army. And you remember they went around it for seven days around the city of Jericho. And on the seventh day, they went around it seven times because seven has always been the number of, of freedom and redemption. And um, she joined them. She joined the Israelites and became the mother of Boaz, who married Ruth, which we're going to talk about in our next program. And Ruth became the, um, the mother of the grandfather of King David. Can you imagine that this prostitute made it into the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew chapter 1? Yeah, I, I, uh, I love the fact that um, outsiders 
as we see them, are not outsiders in the kingdom of God. They're one confession away from becoming an insider. And, and, and the way that the, the story continues with Ruth and Boaz and Obed and King David and all of that, and the fact that she ended up in the genealogy of Jesus, I call her one of the great, great, great grandmothers of Jesus, reminds us that salvation is by faith. All she had was faith in this one God that was greater than anything else she had believed in. And, and, and she held on to that. Hebrews 11.31 reminds us that Rahab believed. And that's how God decided, hey, she's, she's safe to save just because she believed. Who is in and who is out and who does God choose? Well, we seem to be very confused about this, and I want to apologize to you if somebody in the Bible, in, in, the, in the church has hurt you by saying you don't qualify, you should be an outsider because you don't look like us or talk like us or, or believe exactly like us. The Bible shows that God is so much greater than the little boxes we have placed Him in, and I want to invite you that no matter what has happened to you, in your life. Maybe you have been to jail. Maybe you committed adultery. Maybe you were a prostitute or are a prostitute or, or are in the middle of something and you're looking for something greater and you want to live a life of peace and joy. I want to invite you to become part of the people of God by faith in the blood of the Lamb. I love this symbol that the, that the spies asked her to place on the window. It was a symbol that it wouldn't make sense to anybody else except to her. Because she had believed in the God of heaven and earth, and she had been promised to be saved. And anybody that was with her in her house, because of this one cord, score of scarlet, that symbolized the blood of Jesus the same way that the Passover blood symbolized the blood of Jesus on the doorposts. So, who does God choose? Who qualifies? Do prostitutes qualify? Sex addicts qualify? Addicts qualify? Anybody who at any point decides to turn around and look up and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The Bible says, He who has the Son has life. And then again, I'm so sorry for all the stereotypes that we have placed on salvation. Salvation is for people such like my, as me, <laughs> the least, the last, and the lost. All of us that have nothing else left but God. And then we realize that God is enough. Perhaps you can become one of the chosen ones that God is calling to join for salvation through the blood of the Lamb. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Until next time, live free. Woohoo!